Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Thank you once again for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the social right, blah 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 blah, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Um, first things first, <coughs> shout out to Josh and Jeremy. Um, you had a, a nice things to say about me and Clive on the latest episode of Keeping It Strong Style, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Nailed it. Um, first those guys, hold on, hold on. Remember, we have an audience who can't follow our speed. That's fine. So normally, guys, just so you're aware, normally we kind of take it down a notch with our speed. Um, this first 10, 15, 20 minutes of the entire episode, no idea. You might not understand half the stuff I'm about to say because I'm going to speak so quickly. This is where the real Scottish comes out because I'm fucking pissed off. So back to Jeremy and Josh. Um... They gave us quite high praise. They said, "I'm looking forward to seeing how we're going to how we're going to talk about Hell in a Cell because we kind of have a unique outlook when it comes to wrestling." And I think what they meant by that is the sense that we are just in general when it comes to life, we're half full kind of guys, and that's it. So it wasn't like they were like trying to be sarcastic or say shit behind us. They were like genuinely being nice about it, um, and they were saying they wanted to see how we were going to talk about enjoy the tag match. We were then subjected to a match, a world title match, and Kofi Kingston, who's arguably been the best book champion of the last five, six years, um, a six-month reign, it was just taken on great talent after great talent after great talent, uh, loses his title, and I shit you not, in less than ten fucking seconds, um, to Brock Lesnar. I'm not even pissed the fact that he lost to Brock Lesnar. He did not land a fucking punch, single kick, nothing he did not do a single fucking thing. And and by the way, while I'm here, Lance Storm says <clears throat> that oh well he, he jumped and he, he jumped on he jumped into attack Brock and Brock countered and he suffered for it just like it can happen in MMA. I am a big believer in the sense that what I've always says a big guy can beat a small guy because it happens in boxing and MMA. See the difference between boxing and MMA and professional wrestling? Professional wrestling is fucking scripted. So Lance, there goes fucking first point, right, and then you talk about a rematch. Well, where the fuck is my rematch? I'm not getting a fucking rematch because automatic rematches are gone. So not only did Kofi lose his title in less than 10 seconds, we now could be subjected subjected to Kane, I have one bad knee and one good knee, Velasquez, versus against against Brock Lesnar, most likely in Saudi Arabia, most likely for the fucking title. 
<clears throat> that match does not need a title, but yet it has it. <laughs> I was fucking fuming on Friday and Saturday morning when I watched this. Could not fucking believe it. So now you fast forward two more days. Hell and Cell, the women's matches were really good. Enjoyed them. Overall, I thought it was a pretty decent show. Then you have the fucking Cell match. And you have it, an entire <laughs> arena in red. And never mind us at home. The people in the fucking arena probably couldn't even see it. Right? And, and my voice is already starting to go, and it's going to be gone after I'm done with this fucking rant. You subjected us to that fucking finish. I understand that we're going for like the <clears throat> um, serial killer Jason type at the clown, whatever the, the the good guy needs to do something dramatic to get rid of the bad guy. <clears throat> Storytelling was pretty good, I must admit. You do things to maybe you don't want to do. <laughs> stop! Stop! <clears throat> Let's just pause a minute. Hold on. Um, right. Due to medical reasons, Ricky won't be able to be on for the rest of the show tonight, I'm afraid, so you're stuck with me. Fuck no, I'm still fucking here. Mm. Anyway, first of all, before I continue, don't fucking interrupt me again. Well, right? how about you clear your throat now, more often, pal? Yep, I, I, I've been unwell for the last few days. Anyway, slow down. there's no issue with me and you, we're on the same page here. Maybe. So slow down. I can't, I'm still quite heated about it. So... I get the storyline you're going with, right? The whole you the monster's down and all of a sudden the monster rises and takes you out. Right, fine. I, I can accept that. It took place in a, in a hell in a cell match that the referee, fine, he explained it like the day or day after I saw that quick video. Um, <coughs> concerned for the welfare of the wrestler or whatever who was unable to defend himself. It took place in a hell in a cell. Isn't that the purpose of a hell in a cell? That anything goes and it sells foods, etc. But yet you stopped it. This, this, this fucking urge to make both guys look strong is just, we hate it and we've said it for so long. Like, see, even if it wasn't in the cell, right, you could have had a normal match, right, and then you could, could have went to the outside and you could have basically just had Bray choke the shit out of Seth and then the referee calls for the bell and then the lights might go out and then you hear Bray laughing and are no longer there boom you continue the fucking storyline because it was, a, it was a non-finish but we got that fuck finish in a hell in a cell match hell in a cell is no holes barred it is literally supposed to be like one of the it's, it is like when you look at it it's you just know it's going to be barbaric and shit is going to go down Mick Foley literally put his life on the line in a hell in a cell match Shane McMahon dropped from the top of the cell. Foley went through the cell. But yet, we got stopped because of this. Guys literally landing on like the concrete or the, the wooden ring, etc. That wasn't enough to want it, but this was. And, and, and if that's what you were going to do, just put it in a normal fucking match. Mm-hmm. Right? Or even better, he's a better idea actually. Just don't book the fucking match. I'm sorry. The only way that this looks, this going to work out, is if Bray beats Seth for the title now. That's it. Because 
for me, they might. Uh, you can't then be like, well, Bray gives him a mandible claw and, and then gets DQ'd and whatever, and then that's the end of the storyline. Well, what the fuck was the point? And, and, and while I'm talking about Seth, I love Seth. Seth got, for the last six months, some shit that he doesn't deserve because, as I say time and time again, it is so difficult to overcome bad booking. Let's not pretend that Seth is shit in the ring that he's just he's not good anymore, but he's, he's still great. But when you get shit like that, it takes place on Sunday. How the fuck do you overcome that? And then, like I said, the, the nonsense that took place at the end of SmackDown as well. And, and, and then top of that, <laughs> we were advertised on the Raw as Ray versus Seth, but yet we never got that either. Yep. And, and people are going to say, well, it set up the purpose of Kane Velasquez. No, you could have done that anyway. Brock could have interrupted in the Seth and Brock match if you wanted or after it. It's just, I'm not one of these people who are going to say, oh, let's cancel the network, etc. I never would. Because I've never felt like that. Because for me, there's too much content on there for me to watch. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what read, reading results every single week and then just going from pay-per-view to pay-per-view... That, I might not even, I might just stop fucking doing and just stick solely to NXT, NXT UK and now AEW. Fucking bullshit. And while I mentioned AEW, I may as well fucking dump on them as well. Your UK deal is still fucking shit. <laughs> what was available on ITV Hub was a condensed version of the acting audience got. Was it? Yes. Now, I watched it illegally the following day, but that's not the fucking point. And... Just... Wasn't, wasn't it delayed as well on the ITV hub? Uh, yeah, we need to pay for it every week, so be it. Whatever, um, not ideal, but yeah, whatever. But me. Right. Like, and one final thing about the Kofi thing Daniel Bryan, Finn, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins beat him, Roman beat him, old ass fucking Goldberg beat him, and we can't even let Kofi have a quick five minute match. Right. Fucking hell. We'll get back to the. We'll come, touch on them soon, I promise. And I'll get back to specifically to the point about the ending to Hell in a Cell soon. But unless you. Have you got anything else you want to say? Just fuck Vince McMahon for that 48 hours. Eh, fuck him for that week. Fuck me. There's other things that have annoyed me. But. I've been thinking, right? I've been thinking a lot about the the bold architect this last week or so, especially since Sunday, and a lot of thought, and like a like a weirdo to be honest. But I'm sure this main event from Sunday has been at the forefront of many minds. Seth Rollins has become a very um, polarizing and divisive figure. On the one hand, this is a wild thing to say, right? And I might get slagged for it, but I don't think we, not you and me, but just modern day wrestling fans as a whole I don't think we deserve Seth Rollins and what I mean by that is this guy he's out here telling actual stories not sell it well I know he's bad for selling the leg but proper like sort of cinematic stories not just Sunday but throughout his whole time his main roster career it can all be linked together to form a whole career arc this is a this is the kind of shit that went down back in the day, maybe even more so than the 90s, like even before the Attitude Era. And I think Seth's, his, his wrestling mind came into the business about 20, 25 years too late. He's super old school in that respect. See if, see if we didn't have 
Dirt Sheets, your expose podcast, social media, all that stuff. Rollins, I think he would have been considered a mastermind. If he was about back then, he would be looked upon today as a, a legend of the business. And I'm not I'm not hype not hyperbolicizing that. <laughs> that doesn't sound right when you say hyperbolic, does it? <laughs> See, but in the same breath though, I think that's why Seth is his own worst enemy. Today K Fabe is is dead and but he's he's trying to revive it. And the loudest people, like the loudest fan base, they're not having it. He and this is he's his own worst enemy because he spams his own his own version of the five moves five moves of doom constantly, even when it makes perfect sense in a story. And for instance, I am sick, fed up of the sight of that suicide dive. But because he uses so many of these suicide dives to, for example, literally topple a giant and Braun Strowman, because he has to do all these curb stomps to keep Strowman down or to keep uh, an unkillable clown down. I have to give him props for that. I have to commend him for doing his absolute darndest to try and keep Kayfabe alive. If I was to bump into it, see if I saw Seth in the street, I would get a selfie first, obviously. Uh, And I would shake his hand and say, listen, thank you for at least trying. You're trying to make me believe again, so thank you. But do you know what I would say to him after that? I'd say the sledgehammer spot was an absolutely dreadful idea. I know what you were trying to do. You were trying to do your inner, your inner heel, your 2015 heel, channeling his mentor Triple H. Now the whole relationship they had back in the breakup of the Shield, the man who gave him the keys to the kingdom, all that stuff. But a sledgehammer! You've just squashed his head in with a chair to the head, a ladder, a ladder to the head with a chair in between, a toolbox on top of all of that. What the hell is a sledgehammer going to do? Really, like this, the aesthetics were all wrong, and there's only been—I can't remember many other instances where a, a match, a hardcore match, has been called off because it's just went too far. And I immediately, there's only one, and I immediately thought of. Do you remember No Mercy 2000, where Austin was literally about to run over Rikishi mm-hmm. uh, at some sort of stone, stone um, structure. Yeah. And they said, no, you can't do that, you can't do that. That was, I could accept that. But this, not this time, because it was a mess. Top, top marks for effort, Seth, but your decision making was way off. And there have been a few instances now in the last year or so to the point where it's actually become a pattern. Where showcase matches that Seth's been in, something has happened in them that fall out with the norm, and the crowd have shat on it. The crowd have hijacked his matches. So that tells me that although he's doing a, I think he's doing a wonderful job, there are times when he doesn't, he just doesn't know his audience, and that audience, whether they're online or in arenas, they are the loudest. On the other hand, you've got half of these fans, impatient, entitled, going into business for themselves, they don't appreciate nuance, and the other half just want to join in with that hive, hive mindset. I know, I know it sounds like I'm defending Seth here, and I am to an extent, but that and Sunday fell flat on its ass. And what made it worse is, what, what made this the worst it could possibly be was it was the closing scenes of what was, in both our opinion, a dreadful, dreadful week for WWE. And see, on its own, it's, see, you said they should never have had the match, but this match has fascinated me. 
since I saw it, I've thought about it a lot, and it's just this was like Cape Fear or Halloween or something. It was total horror movie, and everyone gets it. But right, you trying to cut you off, but you know, I'll you continue, and, and you can talk at this point. I say they shouldn't have had this match if this is the kind of shit you're going to pull. Again, I know what they were trying to do. This you can't go. You're going too far. But a sledgehammer. Well, don't don't have it in a cell. Aye, okay. The sledgehammer was not too far. If he brought out a chainsaw, or um, just brought a knife out from his boots, <laughs> then right, okay, you've went a bit too far here. But after what had happened, a sledgehammer to end it all. Dreadful, and this is becoming a pattern. And Seth has said himself. He has creative control. You know, fine, damn fine well that Bray has creative control over his character. Look at the stuff he's done. I found that tweet. Um, remember the puzzle promo that he had where he'd been telling promos over the course of a few years and it all linked together to become... I've, I've actually got it here. What makes you smile? I know you're listening. Let me in. We don't belong here. What happened to you was such a tragedy. Limbo is no place for a soul like yours. I believe I found the answer. The angel with the burnt wings is waving you on home. So the usual cryptic stuff for him. But he's been plotting this since day one. And there's been cockroaches on the ring projected down. A lot of shit has been levelled Vince's way for this. Probably rightly so. But don't tell me that both Vince and... Uh, sorry, both Bray and Seth didn't have a creative hand in how this all went down. So all three of them have to blame for this, not just Vince. I don't buy that. And because I can count on one hand the people who have got the ability to decide how their matches are going or how it goes or what kind of say so they have. Bray probably has a shitload of of say so in his actual character, but not the outcome in matches. I think people need to remember, dude was born into the business as well. Right? So it's in his blood. I don't see him signing off and having cockroaches and snakes and shit um, really? projected onto the ring during this match with Randy Orton. I don't see that at all. I, I don't see how percent. they would have. I, I I don't think they may have sure laid out some of the, the groundwork, but I don't think it's them that had that final spot in the match. Um, certainly not within the cell. I don't I don't see that, and then. I also don't... I think Seth does probably have a lot of creative control, but Seth is not on the level with Roman, Cena, and Brock Lesnar or Taker. I can't think of anyone other than four of them, and maybe Charlotte, I would say, who get to basically say, no, this is what I'm doing kind of thing, they get to call the shots. I think, and you're talking about Seth and all the stuff that he's done in the past, were you talking in a kayfabe sense? Mm-hmm. Because right, that's the only time it makes sense. So only way it would make sense in a kayfabe sense, yes, you've made him look stupid time and time and time again. And maybe in a kayfabe sense, that's what you've done to Kofi. You wanted him to like he was that amped up and he ran and made a mistake. Well, uh-huh. Randy fucking Orton was insulting his family and insinuating shit about his family, but yet he didn't seem. Yeah, he was wrapped up, but he didn't make the mistakes that he made there. I'd... And I'll go back to it. Just book it fucking better. I had like, a heavy you legit have that ability to 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 determine how every single facet of the match goes. Mm-hmm. I had a chat with Rance about this, uh, specifically the whole Seth thing and just the Hell in a Cell match in general. And 
it does infuriate me. The ending was just daft. I th- very, very conflicted with that Hell in a Cell main event. However, I'm thankful for have seen it, having seen it because that's just been fascinating from many angles. The Kofi Brock the stuff. Story, the story, right? So I'm, I'm not finished. I don't. I, I've got more things I want to say about Seth and Finn. The story was good, and some people may not like it, and some do. Like the way they went about it and the stuff they'd done at the end made sense in, in terms of what they were trying to achieve. But you've done it inside hell in a cell. Uh-huh. And, and if people, people go, well, we ignore that part. No, I can't. I know. And That's like having a buried alive match and then deciding, oh, wait, the guy's in, 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 the, in the grave. Don't put any mud on him because that's gone too far. You're the winner. No! See, even Bury be- that fucker alive! Even before the sledgehammer came out, the crowd had hijacked it because it was just spam, the spam button for all the... And I thought... As I was watching it, I was thinking, in 12 frames per second, this is awful. And then the other 12 frames per second, I was thinking, Bray is an actual horror movie monster. And I get it at all. It is. It is. And and I love Bray. And this is what some people might think, it's clouding my judgment, but it's not. In my mind, right, if this was a match you were going to do, Seth should have been fed to Bray. I don't care if it's Seth freaking Rollins because how does the start of every single horror movie begin? Little Georgie was taken by the by it. What is it? Is it Drew Barrymore that was in the is it Drew Barrymore? Is that her name? It was in the opening scene of uh, Scream. We watched Scream at the weekend then. Yep. Her and her boyfriend were gone. Think about think back to the Freddies, think back to Halloween's the opening scene of just about every single horror movie is someone being like decapitated and murdered by the bad person in it. That should have been Seth. And then what you if you really wanted to bring it full circle, months down the line you could have been like to Seth. Seth could have been like, No, I know what's happened. I went into a match and I was afraid. I'm not afraid anymore. I no longer have that feeling I can take you out. How the how did the kids kill at the clown? They told him, we don't fear you. And what was the one thing he feasted on through the kids? Fear! You've you've touched on something there very astutely, I think. Yes, everyone knows that it was a horror movie, but the way that finished, that they, they told the story wrong because the bad guy, the good guy won at the start of the story. Exactly! Well done, Ricky. Lovely stuff. Now people are going, well, did it really? Because the bad guy got him and took him away. Aye, that's... And that's fine. The sequel. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's a sequel. Now what's going to happen? And I'll let it play out. But bottom line is, the you co- finished a Hell in a Cell match I know. with a, a no contest or a DQ finish. That bothers me less than the Brock Coffey finish. I'm so, and I, I chatted with Rance about this on text a couple of days ago. That and they showed me videos of UFC matches where opponents actually rush. They rush yep. someone and they get knocked out instantly straight away and, and, for foolishness. And it was quite recently. It was um, Ben Askren versus. Oh my God! Is it Jorge Masvidal? Oh goodness, who's Nate Diaz fighting again? Anyway, basically he's a fucking badass. And Ben Askren literally came flying at him, 
I think it was, is it Horgy Masvidal? I can't remember his name now. Came up and just hit him with a, a, a flying knee and knocked him clean out, and he was gone within seconds. I completely get where Rance and Lance Storm were coming from. I get it. Right? And I'm the same guy as I say earlier on that if it happens in MMA, etc., it can happen in wrestling. But sometimes that's not always applicable, and sometimes you're allowed to bend the rules, and sometimes you can let your champ have a fucking fighting chance. Two things. It, Sorry. I don't want any UFC influence in my professional wrestling. I just don't. And Ranch could accept that. He understood where I was coming from and accepted that. I don't want to see these UFC influences in uh, WWE. But that's not how Kofi has been. He has been. He's become a smart man. He has faced off against Samoa Joe, Randy Orton, Ziggler, Owens, Daniel freaking Bryan. These have all been top-level heels. Not all top, top-level, but they have been varying levels of heels who have really taken it to Kofi. And through that experience, Kofi has built up resolve. He should have built up enough resolve to be tactful and strategic. But he went in there like an absolute fool and it made Kofi look rubbish. Pure rubbish. UFC influence (laughs) or not, Kofi Kingston... The Kofi Kingston of the last six, seven months would not have done that. In, in, in the build-up to Daniel Bryan, right, and the aftermath of people celebrating, I touched on it on the WrestleMania review. I, you saw the video of MB, MVP and Crime Time, or oh, which one was it? Shad. And then I reached out to Jeremy, asked Rich, asked Rance, what was your reaction? And they're all like, Jeremy and Rance were saying we were just hugging each other and jumping up and down we couldn't believe it Rance was like it was just like it's like an occasion you never thought would happen and he kind of likened it to Obama in the sense that that you never thought that was possible he's not obviously comparing wrestling to some man of colour becoming president of the US but you understood where he was coming from and and the whole build up to that there was connotations of racism and even um, um, commentary why is his name something I made now? Um, but Byron um, says people like us need to work twice as hard to get kind of half as far. Mm-hmm. Something along those lines. And we knew what he meant and who he was talking about. So even then, Kofi wasn't overcome with emotion. He he was focused on the job, but he's going to move away from the, like, the implications or, or the connotations or, or how just how big that moment was at WrestleMania for people like Kofi to all of a sudden losing his cool coming up against Brock. And you know what's the worst? No. You know what's worst about it all? This has been done so that an outsider can come in and have a a mainstream appeal match for Saudi fucking Arabia. Oh, and by the way, Cain no. Velasquez is no fucking Tyson Fury, it's no Brock Lesnar, and it's, and it's no Ronda Rousey. See, I'm not going to shit on him. I never saw his match in AAA either, so I can't comment. But dude is limping to the fucking ring. Something awful. It's 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 just it's not that. It's Kofi lost this title in an embarrassing fashion. Beast incarnate or not, he was embarrassed that night, and it's all been done to help. This this is main roster creative being used to funnel and tr- um, that's not the word to fuel creative for a Saudi Arabian show and, and I ask you this right I think I don't know if I said it last week right but anyway 
the premise of just about every single organisation or company or business in the world is to do what? Piss me off. Right, anyway, is to make profit, right? For the most part, right? It's not about how much um, turnover you have, it's, it's not... You want to make, bring in as much money as possible, spend as less as, as less you can, therefore making it a massive profit. You, every company has like long-term goals, and two, three, four, five years' time we want to do this. But see, in the interim, we'll have these short-term goals, short-term um, boosts of cash, short-term like appeal, and that's what Kane, like that's fine. Someone like Kane Velasquez can come in and give you that. I don't argue that. I understand why you would want to bring MMA and boxing guys in. No issue. What I have an issue with is two part-time guys, one who happens to have a title, one who can barely walk, closed the biggest SmackDown possibly in history, and I can understand why they would have done that, right? But that's not even my issue. As I say, and I'm going to ask you this, and just have a quick think before you answer it. Legit, outside of the Kofi match, when was the last time Brock, quote-unquote, squash someone? See, the fact that you even think about it <laughs> proves my answer, right? Because was it a Finn at WrestleMania? Nope. Was it um, Daniel Bryan at Survivor Series? Nope. Was it... Who did they face before them? Was that in the Braun match? No, it was a year before that. Finn was... Uh, you made it through back. Finn was Royal Rumble. Uh, anyway, I know what you mean. Uh, no one in a long ass fucking time. Yep. But yet, we don't even get five minutes. I'm telling you right now, I don't think, I think 99% of the people would would not like Brock holding the title, right? But they accept in a sense that that's where we're going to go and there's a difference between liking something and accepting something you accept the inevitable because you're like well what can I do that's where we're going okay fine pissed off about it but I don't like it see the the mainstream crossover appeals publicity stunts whatever you want to call them do you mean just in general or like specifically like for in ring like, like you know sometimes you might bring like an actor in and they do like a wee segment or whatever do you mean like Purpose of bringing someone in to build them up for a match, kind of thing. Aye, like the Kane Velasquez and the Tyson Fury stuff. Yep. This is short term, as you said, short term. Yep. And personally, this is not this is not an intentional thing from WWE. I just think it's an end result, an end product. I think it's damage control. In what sense? From a business standpoint, I I personally see them as damage control. It's like a stopgap or a What's that? The cork stopper and the boat that has holes in it. That's that's an awful analogy. I can't remember the words. I think, see, for every one person who becomes a fan because of outside attraction or appeal, I think you lose interest from another. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who shares the same sentiment about these part-time or celebrity things that you want to call them. For every... For every one person who subscribes to the network because they're interested in Tyson Fury or Kane... Uh, Velodrome uh, you've got someone else cancelling the network because of either that very reason or creative somewhere else and WWE is our last straw 
money keeps coming in through lucrative TV deals. Okay, the money is coming in from elsewhere. So, of course, there's growth. But I think that growth could be a, a steeper curve if they had a middle ground instead of going to such extremes where they bring in the casuals but lose the hardcore. There's, it's, it's stagnant in terms of a growth side of things. The money you make over like two or three months by bringing these guys in, you can make by pushing like one of your full time guys over a year, and and, and it's a betterment for your product mm-hmm. and your fans. It's better for your consumers. Put it this way: the oh, there's a weird thing that's just come up in my computer. Put it this way: you've got all the the new interest with Tyson Fury and Kane Velasquez. As of right now, I have got little to no interest in watching anything Wayne Rosser for a while, a good while. I will put, sorry, keep cutting off, I will put my hands up and say I'm going to watch whatever Tyson Fury does, right? I, I, I love watching that guy. Um, I think he's come out with some real bad statements and comments in the past, things that I don't agree with, right? But I think for the most part, it can be quite entertaining. I've always quite li- I've always loved watching him in the boxing. And, and, and Tyson Fury is a much, much bigger star and more known than Cain Velasquez. Tyson Fury is the legitimate lineal heavyweight champion of the world. Someone, according to Five Nerds Go, um, Cain, uh, Tyson Fury somehow is a brawl for all winner. <laughs> <laughs> Through some weird linkage, so... <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll watch <laughs> I'll watch the Tyson Fury stuff right but I can understand why somebody won't want to watch it I get it I, I'm not speaking for everyone when I say I can't be asked seeing the, you know you know my feelings towards boxing and UFC yeah and all that definitely stuff. I'm just not and not I'm even much, just boxing and UFC it's just your feeling towards part timers or mainstream people coming in mm-hmm. uh, and it's a perfectly good stance it's just a, a stance that I I want to, like, I hold dear. We, we hear people saying there aren't enough stars of today's era. It's because they're not given the time to be stars because you've got Batista coming back for one more match like 50 years after they left in a bad mood in the first place. And uh, it's just, but this is just a personal preference. I'm not wanting to speak for everyone. Get combat sports away from my fake fighting, please. You know, it's and it's all fueled towards a Saudi Arabia show, which has already got a racist, an alcoholic. I can't tell which one's which. To be honest with you, uh, they're both of them. They're both of them are that. It's like see, the, both of them. The Spider-Man gif when they're pointing at each yeah, other. That's in the uh, fucking Hogan and fucking Flair. Fuck me. Uh, in a in a country that's already controversial in America's eyes. Nah, they're, they're an ally in, uh, one of America. Who knows, man? But I luck they might not fucking make out that country. <laughs> I was going to say something terrible there. What were you going to say? No, I can't. You can't, it's fine. It's Halloween, they could dress up. <laughs> fucking dicks. Honestly. Dress up. Right, and... I think... Huh? No, I'm not saying it. On you go. I think... You know... 
shit's bad when we're not sitting here like trying to spin things in a positive way and looking at a glass half full. But we are not what you call quote unquote FDS, fucking whatever. We're not EDS or anything. We're none of that. I think we legit just we don't like everything that we watch, right? Which is why we pick and choose stuff. And then we kind of spin things into positive because we, we would rather be positive than just constantly be negative, right? This week was but bad. But we call it? stuff. Yeah, this week is different. We call stuff the way we see it. It all happened in such a short space of time, and it's it's during a very important week as well. Uh, but there's these on. It's not just what's on screen that's bothered me. It's what's literally off screen as well because. You just saw my text, aye? <laughs> I did. I did. Um, See, you, I know you won't care about this, right? And no wonder you don't care, and no wonder people, and it's near, well, coming on three years now, nobody gives a shit about 205 Live, especially if they're not going to even have a show, as was evidenced on Friday night when they just canned it without even telling anyone. What's that all about? Here's a fucking other thing about Friday night. So I'll take it down because I'm not entirely sure how true this is, but I think it is. The live audience there what had advertisements during, uh, the sh- before the show said Austin was going to appear live. And he never did. Now, I don't know how true that is. I saw that. I saw people saying who would say that they were at the show and asked what they were advertising and never turned up. Or it was never whatever. And there's another example of them just fucking people over. This is not us shitting on WWE. We are legit just so pissed off at everything that just happened in such a short space of time. And we may not be this heated if it was spread over a couple of months. But it legit just just went from what the fuck was that? And then just all of a sudden it just snowballed and got worse. Uh huh. Just it did it snowballed to the, the sledgehammer of doom. And it's just. And, <sighs> it, don't get me wrong like see when it comes to the healthy thing we're two days away from Smackdown and this is the awkwardness now that we face because NXT UK could possibly move into a Thursday obviously NXT and AEW take place later on tonight Smackdown's two days later so we're kind of caught in between we're kind of talking about stuff that's happened in the past week so everything we've said about Kofi and Brock come Friday night might be just old news that we were talking mm-hmm. about Kofi might get his rematch or whatever I was looking forward to uh, a weekend of watching some important wrestling I didn't watch any of it because I saw the results and I thought nah no thank you no thank you sorry I did watch some ICW and I had a rare old time an absolutely rare old time uh, with some that's the, and that's the fucking thing we're going down the road now we are legit as you said earlier on in the show we are legit probably going to stop watching main roster at some point and I even texted you during the week saying I actually considered on stopping watching mm. wrestling altogether coming off Twitter and probably stop doing the podcast so not only did 205 Live get cancelled uh, did it ever show up on Friday at all? Uh, no it didn't have anything Caleb uh, texted me Tuesday morning the insomniac that he is saying that he's checked the schedule for this week and there's no 205 Live scheduled at all so I think they're trying to brush... Shout out to Caleb because it's currently quarter to ten at night over here. I look forward to receiving my usual morning message in about nine hours time, eight and a half hours time, nine mm. hours time. Every yeah. morning I wake up to a message at like six o'clock in the morning from Caleb. He knows my routine. <laughs> uh, 
they're saying they're brushing it under the carpet, aren't they? Which is, you've got the, the Cruiserweight title match tonight on NXT. Yep. So just, just be open about it and say, listen, we're moving over to NXT. Which, by the way, I loved and hated NXT, not equally. NXT last week was fantastic. Matt Riddle versus Adam Cole. Uh, wolf psychology be damned, but fantastic. Every, everything that was so bad with wrestling was just the opposite that moment. See, Matt Riddle, I know we like selling, and there's, there's, they're just hitting out with big moves right without selling, but with him there's a, there's a fiery, tempered adrenaline to him that I think it, it's as if he's, his character's fighting through. And mm-hmm. I, I see like the ad, Matt Riddle and Roderick Strong match will probably end 2019 as my favourite NXT match of 2019. Uh, there's just something about Matt Riddle, and yes, I stand corrected from a year ago. Shayna Baszler, Candice LeRae, best Candice LeRae match I've seen, full stop. Best Shayna Baszler match I've seen in a long time, best women's title match I've seen in a long time. Um, before, you, before you move on to another match do you not find it so refreshing now that Shane is beating people on her own yes that, yes you know there was that period was it like earlier this year in last year's tough where she had those other two guns but now we're getting proper Shana yep the tag team title match was amazing as well but mm. and this is the same for Smackdown as well listen just don't do the play and uh, picture in picture adverts or commercials that's one of the most distracting ways to watch wrestling in history just don't show them just do chin locks during the commercials because that was dreadful that was a big I know I watched it illegally I'm not going to deny it but that was a big thumbs down for me in my experience funny you should say that because so my I think right I, I don't know how commercials run over in America or whatever but generally over here like they take place at like say between 10 past and quarter past 25 past and half past and then 22 and quarter two generally it's always that sort of 12 minutes into the show mm-hmm. have a 3-4 minute um, why not do that why not have the open 20 minute match then have a 5 minute period where it's uh, commercials and then keep doing it that way but you mentioned chin locks and stuff and now you might not have noticed it but Ash knows it straight away. Go back and watch, especially with Shayna and Candice match, right? Whenever they went to, and I give them credit for this, whenever they went to a commercial, you watch them, and it is just a chin lock, or she's just working on the shoulder, or an arm, or a leg. They weren't doing anything crazy. It was literally, let's slow the pace right down, because we know what a commercial, and let's not do anything, like, too crazy, and let's not do any high spots. And then as soon as they came back in, the pace picked up again. But seeing the Johnny Gargano Shane Thorne match, they were brawling outside the ring during the commercial. And break. I get it, you know, so I, I understand it. And I was just again, I wanted to kind of go back to what we are and try and look at things positively. But yeah, that commercials during match is fucking terrible. Two of them, two commercials in these title matches, apart from Matt Riddle and Adam Cole. It's just that was a big blank mark for me. Not not a fan. That's what I get for being greedy and impatient and wanting to watch it straight away. But it was a big week. It's like, it's like, oh, let's have this World Championship boxing match, but two minutes into the first round, we'll, we'll pan off to some some adverts while we show the fight in the corner. Like, why would you do that? Uh-huh. Uh, speaking of NXT, his cousin, NXT UK, I'm pretty sure it was the, tw- the main Twitter account 
I'm pretty it was. Sure. Well, it fucking was. Shame on you. Because NXT UK, their own site, NXT in Florida, see when they've got TV title changes, I'm pretty sure that they book two, fin- they, they film two finishes. Uh, they do it a number of times. I don't know if they do it all the time. Because I know they did it for Velveteen Dream and uh, Gargano. Yep. They yep. book double finishes so that the fans don't really know what happened. But no, NXT UK, tweet out, spoilers, ladies and gents, if you don't want to hear this. We have new tag team tight champions in NXT, and it's our boys, Gallus. And we find, in caution, spoilers, and then not even, like, a couple of line spaces. You're talking, like, the next... A millimetre away, new tag champs. That's not enough notice for a spoiler. And why are you posting spoilers in the first place? That could have been a... And a pinned fucking tweet at that. This was going to be a, a special moment for us when we experienced it live, not live, but when we experienced watching that for the first time. Um, more Scottish champions in WWE. Obviously, Nicky Cross has lost the title now, but there's a lot of Scottish people being decorated in WWE, and now we have Three to find out. Now we have to find out about it from their own account weeks in advance. Um, Come on. Fucking terrible. I woke up to to Caleb saying, have you saw the NXT UK spoilers? And I was like, no, I, I, I'm i pretty good. I don't know. I don't know if it's just absolute luck, but I've never really stumbled across NXT or NXT UK spoilers as such. I've somehow avoided, managed to avoid a lot of them. Same here. I even, I even avoided Champa winning the title from, what's his name? Alistair Black. I, saw I that somehow one. avoided that. But the rest um, of them I don't think I did. Maybe the team yeah. Gargano. Um, Murray Mazza messaged me as well saying if you saw spoilers and at this point I didn't see them because I was like I'm not actively looking no and then I came across it and, and see as you said the worst well as, as you said the spoilers and then a millimetre next to it tells you and it doesn't even say new champion crowned or anything like if you'd done that you could have been like oh right so someone as a title change to hand, right? at least I don't know who it was that's all right no no as you said, new tag champs, and, and, and it doesn't say Gallus, right? It just, but if you put two, you, it doesn't, it's not a genius to figure it out. And I only, you've confirmed to me now it's Gallus, right? Mm-hmm. But I never, I never got into the article, I never, I never went looking for confirmation it was Gallus, but you just put two and two together of what's took place these last few weeks. Uh, oh, obviously going to be Gallus. Have I just spoiled it for you there? Well, yeah, but you knew it was Gallus. If you, you know, Oh, I because if you of the time. Because of you team. shouldn't be getting five. It's pretty obvious no, who so, the answer was going to be. Sorry for spoiling it for you. No, I says I says that in our group chat. I don't know who it is, but if you've watched the last few weeks or the last couple of months, whatever, you know exactly who yeah, it is. Exactly. And, and that's I knew it was Gallus. Congratulations Fucking to them, by the way. Congratulations to them. Fucking ruined that moment as well. And, and normally we can't even. And some and we can be like, well, it was our own fault. Why are we on Twitter just after it? Who's on their own fucking official feet? Aye, if it's a, if it's a fan, then they're dicks. But we're used to it. Not from their own site. You don't do that with NXT. You protect your outcomes on NXT, but not NXT UK. This is their own account. I mean, <sighs> just honestly, it's just that, like. And you've got... Five days, it's just been a fucking joke. Rusev and Lana and more shite storyline stuff, which is just a rehash of old stuff that's happened before. 
Bobby Lashley's not really been in many serious feuds, has he? He's been in nonsense a few times already. So all this, you've got... I tweeted out the very controversial Hell in a Cell ending, which had a, an abysmal, a, a truly boring hour or so. Hats off, by the way, to Mustafa Ali's match against Orton. Thoroughly, did you see Orton pat Ali's leg after the, the win? Mm. As a wee pat to say, I enjoyed myself tonight, that was good. Um, the six-man tag was like an episode of Raw. Chad Gable and Baron Corbin was a snooze fest. Um, Becky and Sasha. Sasha Becky. Wow, wow, wow. Was that, was, that was fantastic. You were five or six, genuinely five or six spots that you've never really seen before in a cell match. But that's the thing. What what's happens now with Sasha? I think she's hurt her pilot, But what'd you do with Sasha now? Exactly. Fucking bolder, Becky. I have not been as bothered by her over the last wee while. I've quite in, I've been more tolerant of her. But that I think Sasha should have won that. But I, there's, I did you notice that both Sasha and Bailey were crying at the end of their match? So is this just a wee... They're either just having a pot show at Ryan Satin and it's nothing, or they're actually making this some sort of story. Oh, fucking no, man. So there has been some positives in this week. The, the first, the curtain jerker from this Hell in a Cell was fantastic. Matt Riddle and Adam Cole, very good. Um. Kevin Owens has seemingly vanquished Jim McMahon. I don't see how long that will last. Oh, where the fuck Shane turns up now? I know. Imagine they came to NXT UK. And, and I almost sometimes feel bad because I always love Shane, but now it's just, you know, less is more. I understand WWE want to get the heel heat. I do. But sometimes it's too much and sometimes it's too saturated and condensed into a short space of time and it's hard to stomach. It's hard to stomach. It's hard to defend. Mm. Just, uh But the NXT UK spoilers and 205 Live getting canned, maybe they saw that I wasn't going to cover it anymore and they thought, oh well, there's no point. No, I think that was it, to be honest. Yep. Just... It's just been a fucking shit week. And then, oh, I think the thing we both hate the most is fucking this ratings fighting. Everyone's fighting over ratings and talking about it. I don't. Uh, I don't care. No, I don't really don't. Although I enjoyed AEW, thought it was pretty decent. Well, I was going to ask you for your feedback on that, but the ratings thing, I don't see why. It's it's a hobby, right? Watching wrestling's a hobby. And you want other people to... It's as if you want vindication that other people like your hobby. Mm. And to me... I mean, I I'm, not, I'm not a TV executive, so I couldn't give a fuck how many people watch. Exactly. I just watch because I fucking like it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so this is what cool Thurs- opening match. Sorry, when you go. So one, this is what Thursday nights will be about now. 
it'll be the ratings stuff and it's like uh, who cares man oh we forgot to talk and, and I say that Champa. do you remember when I said that we had um, Darren Paul and I says AEW for the first few weeks is going to fucking absolutely take NXT with cleaners in terms of ratings and I still stand by it I still think tomorrow when we come out they're still going to have close to the 1.4 or whatever they had um, is that a representation of the actual quality product they're putting on? No, I don't think no. so. I think it's a representation of a lot of disillusioned people in this brand new toy that everyone wants to have. Let's, I, I can't comment fully because I did not watch AEW, but you've got the closing scene of AEW with Jack Swagger, um, the guy who has been liking tweets about transphobia and stuff like that recently and all that stuff. He closes the show with an awkward look in his face, uh, never truly sort of realised or appreciated in WWE closing the show, and then you've got Tommaso Ciampa coming out in AEW, oh for God's sake, (laughs) (laughs) Tommaso Ciampa coming out, stalking that belt, stalking that belt like an evil monster that he is, not taking his eyes off it, and you you couldn't even, you couldn't even hear his music properly because the fans were screaming that loud. That was <laughs> sensational stuff. Champa yeah. is. We do. We certainly don't deserve Champa. He's got uh, something on the network tonight as well. Did you see that? Oh, I didn't see it. Uh, it's just a documentary. It's called Blackheart. That is well getting watched. See, like stuff like that is why I won't cancel the network. Oh, aye, definitely. So, just to, like so, AEW. Right, on I you thought go. On you it go. was NXT was a better show. Right, no doubt about that. NXT was a better show in my mind. Better wrestling, right? Um, AEW, it's, it's nice to hear Jim Ross again. Um, so, whatever. Not that an hour room, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> Old match, Sammy and Cody was fine. The women's match, again, was alright, but I think it was more so of the occasion and the fans and what it meant made it even I made it an even bigger spectacle. And I, and I spoke to Sir Sam about that on Twitter. Um, and I likened it to Tanahashi and Okada in the G1 like it just felt like two legends and two heavyweights and just two big time fighters come face to face and you're like oh wow like this feels like a proper big match and and towards the end of that women's match it started feeling like that Um, the six man tag uh, as we say I said LX would be the ones and, and it was it was confirmed the day before the thing with Jack Swagger you just don't want that I, you, I'll give them benefit of the doubt for the time being I'll see how it plays out but you, so, there's a, a thing of having a WWE mid-card or suddenly closing your first ever show you don't want that stigma and I always liked Swagger I always thought Swagger was very good in the ring you just did, don't yeah. hand him a fucking mic even, even in um, see I watched season 4 of Lucha Underground and he was a, a sort of heavy duty mid-carder in that and Towards the end of that series, he won their version of the Money in the Bank. The sort of oh, what's it called? I can't remember. Gift of the Gods belt, and that Gift of the Gods belt is basically a Money in the Bank briefcase. And he closed season four of Lucha Underground as a champ, and it was shit <laughs> because <laughs> I was not expecting you to. Say that. It was just Pentagon Dark had this story going through the whole series really good stuff and then all of a sudden Jack Swagger closes it 
there's more charisma there's more charisma in Lance Storm's toenail clippings than Jack Swagger and there's a lot of Jack Swagger uh, um, right. <laughs> so it was shit so <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's it and the other, the other thing that I didn't like, the one thing I didn't like about AEW, I'm sure, was that, look, Mox attacked Omega, like, in the middle of the ring. Like, everybody saw it. So like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, what, what, what we're not getting DQs? Anyway, but that match, Moxley versus Omega, is just going to be un-fucking believable. Enjoy Moxley where you can because he's he's has an elbow. Death. I know. Like, I know. Like, like, why are you doing that, Moxley? Honestly, I know. It's foolish yeah. stuff. Um. So I've said some good things. Shannon uh, said a couple of negative things about them. Um. And then see the other thing where people are talking about. Oh well, you got a one point four rating. Let's see what you can do it next week. It's like, dude, just fucking let it go. It's like one episode. Let them fucking build a brand and see where it ends up. Alright, Let like, them do their wrestling. Fucking stop. And then the other thing where people are now saying, oh, well, now we're bringing Finn Balor over to NXT, they're shook, they're scared, of this and that. And it's like, six months ago, we were all screaming for Balor or Sammy or KO or somebody to go to NXT and be appreciated. Now it happens, we're going to moan about it. I forgot about that, actually. I, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Um, spin it back in our usual way. We'll try and spin things in a positive way. Last Wednesday was good, but I said both overall both shows are good. Really looking forward to some of the action tonight. You've got the two or five match. You've got Kushida versus Walter. Um, looking forward to hope we might get maybe Champa addressing us, maybe cutting a promo. Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong defends um, his North American title against Isaiah Scott. Yes, looking forward to that. Um, it's um, Young Bucks versus Private Party tonight, I think as well on AEW really looking forward to that so yeah man like hopefully what the fuck happened with Smackdown and Hell in a Cell finish hopefully we can forget about that with these two matches and then NXT UK as well which we'll watch at some point later on today tonight or tomorrow uh, remember remember it doesn't air till tomorrow now yep by the way if anyone hasn't seen it I heartily recommend um, Kaylee Ray versus Tegan Knox from last week excellent match I know it's not exactly a high bar because it's not been the best of women's wrestling on NXT UK but this was the best women's match that NXT UK has had by far and that's what you're going to get ladies and gentlemen with Kayleigh Ray she's a damn good wrestler very good Tegan, Tegan Noxus as well she was fantastic uh, anything else you wanted to say about AEW? I didn't get round to it. I was just so. I don't even, don't even. Just... So shut it off on Saturday morning with the wrestling. Ah, <laughs> uh, I would start going on another rant about it, but I feel I've said everything I need to say. Just a fucking farce. So a good week business wise for WWE, but. Underneath the hood. Well, you fucking say that, but somebody put a, a link into the messenger group saying Kane Velasquez might not even be able to wrestle anyway because of his knee. See? See? No, I'm not doing an Alberto Del Rio chant. And the thing is, like, going back to it now, fucking hell, 
you could spin in the sense that right, well, oh, it's fine. Ray got his revenge. Yeah, Ray got his revenge when Ken Vasquez took Brock down and fucking threw a couple of punches, and that's the end of that. They might end up spinning it. Ray versus Brock then will happen. But Ray, can you seriously look at yourself in the mirror knowing you got another man to come help you out and take on Brock? And Ray. Listen, this uh, feel sorry for yourself tour has gone on long enough. Just retire, for God's sake. Go away. No, he's still he's still great. But I'll say this: fucking glad Dominic he's he's, he's got him thrown about little on that Brock was throwing him about something awful. That was uh, aye. That was that first German suplex was quite terrifying. Eh, <laughs> 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 uh, Dominic can bump. Mm-hmm. So can but, I- yeah, but before we move on to the quiz, just fuck you, Vince McMahon. It's good shit, pal. Oh, it's good shit. Fuck me, man. Just yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much done. I think with the main roster anyway. I think, I think what I will do is probably give it. The final chance and it's to see where the Seth and Fiend thing goes because if that goes the way I think it's going to go then I'll probably pretty much be done with the main roster I'll be I'll be very selective in the main roster and I know that's what we preach watch what you want to watch and that's what we will be doing but this I'm is watching nothing uh, our, our fandom our WWE fandom has taken quite a battering in a very short space of time and it and I'm not saying WWE are going to miss fans like me and you or whatever but see when NXT is fucking killing it and NXT is still NXT UK is still our number one when AEW is now here and then obviously New Japan and Wrestle Kingdom actually isn't that far away either um, you know why why watch something that doesn't bring you joy and that's something I've always mm-hmm. preached and that's what I'll live by that if I'm not getting joy from watching it, then I'm not going to sit through and watch it. I, I, I achieve nothing from that. I'll probably still watch the pay-per-views. <laughs> I'll, I'll, if I do, it's going to be very, very selective in the oh, sense wow. that just what I do, what I normally do, I'll pick and choose what I like. And yep, that is... I, I say, I'm, there's a lot of filler in Hell in a Cell this week. What is the next pay-per-view? Is it Survivor Series? Well, it's Crown Jewel and then... So Survivor Series? Survivor Series. Imagine we get the fucking blow-off to the Fiend versus Seth at Crown Jewel. I can't even see, like... There's a schedule here, let's see. Fucking hell, man. This new setup as well for the network is just terrible. It's finally, I'm used to it, but the, when it first did the update, I was having a torrid time with it. No, but I can't even see, like, what pay-per-views and stuff are coming, because it tells you, like, next shows and stuff. Maybe I'm just not used to it yet. Programming, featured, oh, just fuck off. So to sum up, Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt um, have a mind that should have been in the business years ago. 
they are their own worst enemy but I commend them go away mainstream uh, get your knee fixed Cain Velasquez um, stop tweeting out spoilers of your own product let people know if you actually are cancelling 205 Live uh, what else tell stop giving us fucking shit finishes and matches and shit matches and if you're going to do it at least spread them out over a few weeks instead of a few days yeah I, I says the coffee stuff I could just I can't be convinced any other way neither can I about the, the fiend and stuff the coffee I am steadfast in my opinion that was a mess that was a fucking horrendous absolutely horrendous Kofi. give us five and I know we're kind of repeating ourselves but give us five fucking minutes you lasted longer against uh, Brock Lesnar and Beast in the East when he, before the introductions it, to the match were longer than the match itself this was before Kofi uh, character wise levelled up and he lasted longer in Japan <laughs> Do you know what I mean by that? If, we're, if mm-hmm. we've got mm-hmm. the kayfabe hat on. Kofi mm-hmm. was just a, a time guy back then. You look at everything he's done in the last six months or a couple of months building up to WrestleMania and everything after it. And then he wants to play Kofi backs with Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> just like... Like... I mean, even if you want to say, well, he got caught and he countered it, what exactly was he trying to do? Like, do you know what I mean? What exactly why, is he trying to do? Why go for the move that's, as I said in the text, that's like lying down, putting your legs up and saying to Bret Hart, please just put me in a sharpshooter. Exactly. Not, not a good, the aesthetic, it was the aesthetics of these two matches that were all wrong. You know what should have happened, actually? It kind of should have been the other way around, if you think about it. And what? What we got with Seth and Fiend. Don't even, I'm not meaning like the finish, I mean just the general match. We got, a, we got a match. That's what we should have got on SmackDown. And what we got on SmackDown, we should have caught at fucking Hell in a Cell. Do you know, you, you, you hit the nail right in the head with the, they told the horror, they, they used the horror movie trope incorrectly. With that was, I, I popped. I popped for that um, observation. And, and people are going to say, "Well, didn't they? Weren't they doing that in the weeks building up to it with Seth constantly being scared, etc.?" No, because the opening, as I say, is the opening scene of a horror movie is someone dies. Seth should have been sacrificed. Bray, don't do the neck breakers because it looks like you're actually killing them and then they don't, it's just not, I don't. Yeah, like, you know, I get what they're trying to do again, but it's just like, come on. Not a neck breaker. You know, it's like, come on. Ah, fucking hell. And still, after years in singles action, Seth, uh, Bray has got Seth's number. See, I there's, mm-hmm. there's things that I just appreciate about this, but at the same time, a sledgehammer is not worse than a ladder to a head. Sorry, it's not. And now the Mick Foley did not die in Hell in a Cell for another Hell in a Cell to be stopped. 
to his other opponent couldn't continue or whatever. Tim White didn't lose his career. <laughs> the rock, remember the chair shots that Rock kept fully with? Like, come on! I know. But Tim White um, didn't finish the match, literally. Exactly. Right. And now people are say, oh, a different era, different times. It's like, so we just forget about every single match that took place before it? Mm hmm. It was a long time ago, though. Not when, not when, but they still show clips of it. If they wanted us to forget, they wouldn't make references to it on shows. Mm-hmm. Or they would just pretend it took place in a pre-show, because that, none of that shit matters, remember? We should just get to the quiz, because I'm just getting annoyed again. Okay, timestamp. Fuck. Fuck it, fuck them, fuck them. Alright. Right, quiz time. Yeah. Quiz time. This week's quiz theme is all the times WWE fucked us over. That's nice. Anagrams. Not the best, but like as I, as I as I was saying earlier on when I got the quiz together, I says that it was kind of I rushed it at the last minute because I left work at six o'clock and I had you know not much time to get it together. It's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and friends. A fucking WWE quiz. Here we go. Right. So, Anagram, what I'll do is um, I'll say it and then I'll text you it. Oh, right, okay, I need to get my phone out. Right, so, just saw number that one. I just saw that text I sent you again. <laughs> number one is fun, voice, yuck. Fun, voice, yuck. And it is a, it's a saying, a saying that you may have heard on this podcast within the first few seconds of it. <laughs> <laughs> is it fuck you, Vince? Yes, it is. Well done. Number two. Number two, I am texting it to you now. It is <clears throat> Moot, M double O T, Yoked, Y O K E D. It is a famous wrestling arena. Tokyo Dome. Correct. That two or two there. Night, night, night. Um, number three. It is <clears throat> Don, as in D A W N, Markles. No, as in Don Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> so it is um, a current NXT UK wrestler. Don Markles. All right, okay. Um, Mar- Marvin Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> is that your, is that uh, your answer? The answer is Mark Andrews. Yes, well done. Number four. Fact shocking. Fact shocking, and this is a tag team. Fact shocking, and it's a tag team. Okay. Um, 
Kings of Catch from ICW. Correct. Number five is Rance, Rachel. Shout out to Rance Morris. And shout out to Rachel from Friends. That's it. Rance, Rachel, and this is a, a New Japan wrestler. Oh, come on, pal. I know. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a New Japan and kiss mark now. What can I say? Well, I've always been a kiss mark. I liked him. I liked him when they had their face paint. It's a shite joke about Kiss the band. Doesn't matter. That was terrible. Um, Our Kiss is better than that Kiss. Oh, aye. I'll go so far as to say we have the best New Japan podcast in all of audio. Just any yep, sounds there's ever been. There's no better coverage of New Japan than on Kiss. It's that simple. Even when half of their co-hosts put themselves over. Love Josh. <laughs> I wasn't going to say his name. <laughs> Rance Rachel. Uh, what was the clue? A uh, New Japan wrestler. So it was. <sighs> no, I've, I've not got a single clue. Oh, Lance Archer. Oh, well done. Thanks. Number six, Aid, A-I-D, Husk, current WWE wrestler, or NXT. Uh, Husky Chips. Harris? That was Aid Husk. Aid Husk, right. Let me see. Current NXT wrestler. Kushida. Correct. Number seven, six out of six. I'm doing very well, eh? It is. Calf, shout out to Catherine. So that's C A T H E, Moth, as in session Moth, 30. So Calf, Moth, 30. And this is a independent scene wrestler. If you were clued up on Twitter earlier on, on our account, you would know it. Uh, Tiger Woods. <laughs> Caleb told me to put that four out. Um, an independent wrestler, Kathy Moth, 30. Um, that's, a, that's a lot of letters in there, Ricky. What am I supposed to do with that? See the, so the story behind Tiger Woods wearing the Atlanta Braves hat, I don't really understand it, but Caleb WhatsApp me yesterday saying, I dare you to join hashtag the movement, lol. So I replied back saying, what is that? Because we're, we're both Braves, Atlanta Braves fans. So he says, go check my new Twitter avatar, lol. My response to him was, it looks very racist to me. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, there's nothing fucking racist about Tiger Woods wearing the Atlanta Braves hat. And I was like, I don't really know what to do with it. Thought he was trying to make me do something racist. Probably. Not in Caleb's nature. No comment. <laughs> uh, is is Moriarty in here at all? No. You give uh, up? Kind of. Aye. Timothy Thatcher. Ah, uh, it is. Go watch some of his fucking matches. I want to. I've heard many he had a. Uh, 
as is we have been Ricky and Clive um, you can also back us on the social support um, Wrestling Squared Circle on Facebook also you can also listen to All Things Elite sorry Floyd um, yeah he'll, so, he'll so you can subscribe you. subscribe to the show as well um, and check out the website as well did you say grown men did you say that one right did say grown men yep uh, also while we're at it shout out to Darren and Badlands for finding a new um, yes a new network and shout out to his co-host Paul for being Welsh basically <laughs> uh, we appreciate you for being Welsh remember the power slam and the pro wrestling tees oh that's right that's right um, you can get your own very own Ricky and Clive t-shirt as well as Social Suplex as well as Keeping It Strong Style as well as One Nation Radio from Pro Wrestling Tees also you can go on to Power Slam TV um, where you can get over 4,000 of, of hours of independent wrestling from across the globe and that's powerslam.tv um, you can use a promo code code Social Suplex Right, I'm seeing Hogan and I'm seeing two the No, I assure you it's a fuck I'll do with Hogan. There's two and the in there. Um No. Benoit Hugo Mimic Potty. Any more clues at all for the biggest moment in wrestling history? Um It took place about I don't know, about 16 years ago or something. So you're talking 2003? Ish. Oh, pass. I've not got a clue. Um, it was Vince McMahon that said it. Uh, so, uh, 01. Oh, one Vince McMahon. I don't know. Like, think what was his biggest competitor back then? WCW. Right. I bought out. I bought my competition. Or did you say I bought out my competition? Anyways, I bought my competition. <laughs> That was a hard one, Ricky, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it ties in with the whole what I normally do for the final question. Mm-hmm. Final question's always hard. It's like the final boss in a computer game. That's it. Remember when you when it was Metal Gear Solid, the very first one, you took on that big the boss and the big like TX machine thing? I, uh, I only played the second Metal Gear. Oh, fucking Metal Gear, that was the greatest. That, is, for me, is the greatest, like, mission fighting game ever. Fuck your Call of Duty and everything. Metal Gear Solid. Snake, you're the fucking man. Eye patch and a cigarette. Brilliant. <laughs> um, th- thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. And to finish, I've got some breaking news for you. Excellent. Uh, Kofi was interviewed about 
just his career in WWE and apparently Vince McMahon when he was doing his Jamaican gimmick Vince McMahon wouldn't, wanted to add into his character that he played the triangle for a reggae band uh, but one thing led to another and they just scrapped that idea oh for fuck's sake folks we've been wrecking Clive one last fuck you events And fuck you, NXT UK Twitter handler. Just fuck everything that went wrong this past week with wrestling. Aye. Fuck it all. Night, night. And Ricky, fuck you too, pal. <laughs> Next week, you're all be a solo show. <laughs> I will. We'll find someone to do it then. <laughs> no, it's not going to be me and you because we'll be kicked off a network. I know. By the way, no, that's fine. Take care, folks. Oh, oh, no, it's okay. Right, see you later. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.